Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Well, I hope everybody is doing well. Uh, what a crazy weekend in the world of the NBA and the Sacramento Kings. We are going to talk a little bit about that today. Uh, I really want your input here. I want your phone calls today because I want to know how you feel uh, about everything that has transpired with the Sacramento Kings. I want to hear from you. Uh, I, I really do. I'll give you my opinion. I'll give you my thoughts, but I really want you to give me your input as it relates to this franchise. Once again, another coach fired. Once again, millions of dollars paid to somebody that won't be with the team. Luke Walton is out. Alvin Gentry is in. Marcus Breton wrote a story in the Sacramento Bee yesterday that I think really chronicled the story well. He said the real person that should be fired from the Sacramento Kings is the owner, Vivek Ranadive. I did a rant on this last week. You can go back and check it out on my YouTube channel if you don't like that. I also talked about it here on Listen App. There is one person and one person only, in my opinion, right now, that needs to be looking into the mirror and taking accountability and come out and let everybody know that he's going to start running his business differently than he has since taking it over from the Maloose, and that is Vivek Ranadive. Is everything his fault? Maybe not everything is his fault. Uh, I, I want to be fair here. I want to try to be objective here. But the reality is uh, he is an owner who has failed his duty for the city of Sacramento, in my opinion. Opening night, the brand new Golden One Center, when he said, this is your team and it's here to stay. Well, if it's really your team, Mr. Ronadive, meaning the fans team, then give them what they want. Give them what they want. If you really meant that on that evening, which was an incredible celebration for the accomplishment of keeping the franchise in Sacramento in the beautiful brand new arena. Give the fans what they want because what you have been doing has not been working. As a matter of fact, it's been counterproductive to the success of the Sacramento Kings. And I did a rant on this today, 32 years, the TV voice of the Sacramento Kings and Lord knows I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot. I've seen the good, the bad, I have seen a lot of things with this franchise that had the highs and the lows. We also went through as a community saving the team. We all chipped in. We all did our part. And in the end, David Stern and Mayor Kevin Johnson pulled off a miracle, an absolute miracle to keep the Kings here. And I'm not going to dump on Vivek Ranadive. He was a big part 
in saying, okay, I'll, I'll be the guy. Now, in all fairness to Vivek, I believe there were other suitors lined up had David Stern and the NBA not been able to come up with Vivek. I believe there would have been others that would have stepped up. But we only know what we know. And Vivek did step up. He became the managing general partner. And quite frankly, under his leadership, the franchise has been an embarrassment. And I said this last week, and I'm going to say it again. The Kings, to me, and when I mean the Kings, I'm talking about Vivek. He seems to be more interested in getting awards off the floor for whatever the case may be in a very social, image-conscious league, all right? A very, or, or I should say a very conscious social image league and everything else. And I'm fine and dandy with that. That's great. Lord knows we have a lot of problems in this country. But the Kings fans that now have stopped going to the games, they don't give a damn about that if you're going to go head-to-head with winning basketball games and going to the playoffs. Yes, fans care about what's going on in the world. But the reason why they spend money and the reason why they have season tickets is not to see you win an award for any initiative off the floor. They're paying their money and their fans and they're buying merchandise to see the team win and hopefully go into the playoffs at some point. You're not even close, once again, to being in the playoffs. So, again, I want to hear from you today. I want you to raise your hand. I want your feedback. I want to know how you feel about what's going on in Sacramento with the Kings. Do I expect the Kings to play better with Alvin Gentry? In the short term, yes, I do. I do. Do I think it's going to be a huge difference? No, I don't. Do I think the Kings are going to be in the playoffs? No, I don't. Do I think they might get a little oomph for the next two games on this homestand? I do. Is the season over? No. The season is not over. They're five games under 500. All right? It's November. There's plenty of time to climb out of the doldrums. But I've said this for years, and I'm going to continue to say it. My opinion, the problem with the Sacramento Kings is not coaching. And I don't know how many coaches you have to go through before you realize that coaching is not the biggest issue with the Kings. Vivek Ranadive needs to take ownership of the failure of this franchise. And he needs to do things differently than he has. Because his way has not worked, it is not working, and it will never work if he continues to run the team the way he has. Not working. Plain and simple. And I've talked to a lot of people in the last 24 hours around the league. I've talked to a lot of people, both via text message and over the phone. And when I mean over the phone, I mean a real live conversation. You know the way we used to communicate? And I got to tell you, you wouldn't want to hear what I heard from the people around the league and the Sacramento Kings. The main response is, what the hell has been going on out there and what the hell is going on and what is wrong with your team? And it's not my team anymore. But I'll tell you this, and I will continue to say this until I take my last breath. The Sacramento fans will always, always be a part of me. Always. Doesn't matter. I could go work for the Golden State Warriors someday or the Lakers or whatever. No, no. The, the Kings fans will always, 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 always be aligned with me. 
And I'm not saying you all love me. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying as a fan base, I will always do what I think is best for you. I will always be honest. If I need to say something, I'm going to say it. Anyone that's listened to me for 26 years in Sacramento knows that. I'm not afraid to criticize. I'm not afraid to call out people. I'm not afraid to tell the truth. And I'm telling the truth like I told it last week, and I'm going to continue. The Sacramento Kings are broken. They are a broken franchise. And it starts with the top man. And until changes are made, until a different way of doing business, okay, a different way of running a franchise is conducted, this will be an unfortunate, repetitive pattern. It sucks. And I feel awful for Sacramento Kings fans. I feel awful for the community that works so hard to keep the Kings and have a beautiful state-of-the-art facility in downtown Sacramento. Fans aren't going to the games anymore. It's embarrassing. All the empty seats. And guess what? It's not going to get better if the Kings don't start putting out an effort and winning some basketball games. It will continue to even get worse than it's looked so far on this homestand. And it has been brutal. It has been absolutely brutal. And you know what? The players need to take a lot of responsibility too because they've let you, the fan base, down with their half-ass effort. All right? They're getting paid millions of dollars. You're spending your hard-earned money to support a product. It's not even Thanksgiving yet, and you're putting up with this type of effort? Stop it already. Go out on a court and at least look like you give a damn. I mean, how hard is that? And I'm not speaking about everybody on the team, but collectively as a team, it has not been good. It has not been good. And I don't know what is wrong with De'Aaron Fox. He sounds different. He looks different. His game is horrible. And I'm certainly not blaming the Kings 6-11 record on De'Aaron, but I'm putting a lot of it on his shoulders. He's the guy that got the max deal. He's the quarterback of the team. He's the guy that needs to play a hell of a lot better. He sounds different in his interviews. He doesn't look like he's having fun. He doesn't look like the same De'Aaron Fox that I'm accustomed to seeing in his first four years. And that's really a concern. All right, I want to get to uh, some people to chime in, and I want to start with Jeff. Jeff, thank you very much. You'll be first here on this Monday edition on Listen Up. Go ahead, Jeff. Hey, Grant, how are you? I finally what? got to talk to you. I'm good, Jeff. What can I do for you? I'm, I'm Jeff from Yuba City. Anyways, big fan of yours. Thank you. And uh, we knew this was coming. We knew this was coming with, uh, with Luke, but uh, I don't know if this new coach, Gentry, is going to be – that one, I was hoping uh, Mike Brown from the Warriors, you know, if, if something or somebody else. But anyways, what do you think about packaging Darren Fox and Bagley and, you know, doing something different? You have to do something different. Or- I think you have to mix it up. I mean, you got to make a bold move. And I don't know what the market is for Marvin Bagley right now. And quite frankly, I think the market value for Darren Fox has gone down uh, because he has not shown in five years. Uh, that he can improve his shooting. I mean, his shooting is awful. And it's a point guard league where you have to be able to shoot the basketball. And unfortunately, uh, he has not shown that he has improved significantly enough 
to do that. So I'm not really sure that you're going to get what you would need from Fox and Bagley. But yes, Fox is still marketable in terms of teams would want him. I don't know what you could get back in return, but the Kings can't just sit back. I mean, I know they're going to watch this team for a few weeks under Alvin Gentry, see if they can turn things around. But and again, I expect them to be better in the short term. I really do. But in the long term, I don't think they're going to be better because they have the same players. Right. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you, Jeff. I'm sorry. I cut you off. I thought you were done. My bad. I appreciate you uh, uh, chiming in. If you want to get in on the program like Jeff, just hit your hand icon. Today's the day I want to hear from you. All right. I really want to hear from you today. I know you want to hear from me and I have given you all of my thoughts on this. I'm happy to give you more thoughts. If you want to call up and ask me a specific question, uh, go right ahead. Alvin Gentry is somebody I've known for a long time. I have the utmost respect for him. He's been a head coach with five different teams, okay? He's what you would call a retread coach. Doesn't mean he's not a good coach. Doesn't mean he's not capable of being a good coach. That's not the point I'm trying to make. The point I'm trying to make is we've seen it. We, you know, seen that, done that. He's been a head coach, you know, with five other teams. And again, I think the Kings will play better under Alvin Gentry because you can't play any worse. And generally, a coaching change will give a team a short burst of energy. Sometimes it works even more than that. Last year, the Atlanta Hawks with Nate McMillan was a perfect example of that. But generally, you get a burst, you get some energy, and then you lose a a couple of games, and then it's right back to where you were. And here's the other deal. Alvin Gentry's interim, interim coach. And my experience is interim coaches rarely do well uh, in the NBA. So I want to hear from you today, all right? Raise your hand, come on stage with me, and give me your thoughts on the direction of this team. It makes me sick. It pains me to see an empty Golden 1 center. Just think about if you were a fan of this franchise in the 80s or the 90s. I don't know if you listen to my podcast on a Friday with Olden Polonese. We talked about Game 3 in the 96 playoffs, the first playoff game at that Arco Arena and the atmosphere and the fan base. And if you're old enough to remember that, you know what I'm talking about. Maybe you weren't old enough to remember that. Maybe you were old enough to remember the early 2000s and the excitement and the fact that, you know, if you had tickets for a game, you had people that were begging for tickets. You had people begging for tickets. Your tickets were like gold. And everyone had their King's colors out and their bumper stickers and their shirts and their hats. And you know what? They had everything else. They had everything else. It was a phenomenal, phenomenal period of time to be a Sacramento Kings fan. And then we went through the Maloofs and Anaheim. And when I say we went through the Maloofs, the Maloofs were great owners, not good owners. They were great owners until the economy tanked in 2007. And then we had Anaheim. And then Jerry and I breaking down on the air, thinking it was the last game ever in Sacramento. Then we went through the Seattle saga. And as a community, we all came together. Everyone did their part, whether it was buying tickets when you didn't want to support the Maloofs, whether it was, you know, the playing the wind tour with Carmichael Dave, whether it was any little thing, any little thing, you all contributed into saving the team. And we thought, okay, finally, finally. Now you have the Golden One Center. What is it, five years old? And you're so far away from the playoffs 
It's freaking embarrassing. It really is. It's absolutely embarrassing. Preston, you're on with Grant Napier. Go right ahead. Hey, Grant. Um, I, as a fan, just want to feel winning basketball. I mean, the last time was when the Kings had a almost, well, I mean, they didn't have a winning season, but they were pretty competitive in the 2019 season, I think it yep. was. Yep. And it was just like a really new feeling for them to feel, I mean, to be competitive at the end of the season. And it was just, it was right down to the wire. And I just, I want to feel that feeling. And so, yeah. Hey, I'm with you. I think we all want to feel that feeling. And the fans deserve to feel that feeling because they have been the most loyal, uh, crazy fan base. But I don't blame them for not going to the games now. And I got to tell you, you know, you can use the word term woke, you know, go woke, go broke. The Kings made a choice. They went woke. And a lot of the fans have said, we're done. We're not supporting them. And I'm not that's not an opinion. That's a fact, because I have spoken to hundreds and hundreds of fans that have told me they're not supporting the team anymore because of their wokeness. And that's just the reality of the situation. And you can't ignore it. You can't say, oh, Grant, that's not true. No, it is true. That 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 That's also part of the deal. But the number one yeah. thing is losing basketball and really the ineptitude of the ownership. And when I mean ownership, I'm talking about the managing general partner. There are 30 plus other owners, you know, that make up the ownership group. And I'm not including them in here. I'm talking about because they don't really have a say in what goes on. It's I know he's, he's the managing general partner. Oh, I lost you. If you want to come back again, Preston, uh, come on back. And uh, we will put you uh, right. Well, I'll put you on right now. You're still there. Sorry. Uh, I think I hit the wrong button. Preston, go ahead, buddy. I apologize. Finish your thought. No, um, I, I know you talked about it earlier on, but like the, the Kings are kind of the, the laughing stock of the NBA. You talk about it. You talk about the Kings like uh, to other people that are uh, fans of other uh, teams and stuff. And they just kind of like, haha, you know, the Kings, they're just the same old Kings and whatever. And let me, let, me, let, me, uh, let me give you a little idea of who I'm talking to without mentioning names. All right. In the last 24 hours, I've talked to a couple of coaches. In the last 24 hours, I've talked to two other general managers. Okay. In the last 24 hours, I've talked to a handful of broadcasters, some local, some national. And they all have the exact same opinion of this franchise right now. And trust me, it's not a good one. And I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, maybe you could answer this. Maybe What was Vivek's uh, reputation um, when he first became an owner versus what he is now? Well, first of all, when he was uh, the, became an owner with the Sacramento Kings, he was looked upon as a savior. I mean, he was the man that came in and, you know, gave the Kings the final icing on the cake to be the whale to come in and say, it's mine. I'm going to I'm going to do it. Uh, I'm going to be the managing general partner. I'm committed. I'm selling my stake with the Warriors and I am going to be uh, the guy. And so he was he was a hero. He was looked upon as a hero, as a savior. I mean, he could have walked on water when he bought the team uh, from the fans perspective. But, you know, the honeymoon's over and the honeymoon's been over for a long time. Mm -hmm. And the fans will never forget, you know, Vivek stepping up to the plate. And, and I won't either. But that's gone. That's done with. All right. Now. Yes. Now it's time to do something else. You know, now it's time to, like, put a winning freaking team on the floor. And don't and I forget what the other uh, family's name that is. Uh, they have a big chunk, I think, in the ownership down. They have a, that company down in San Diego. The Jacobs. Yes. Yeah. Is there a possibility that they could become? the? Well, first of all, I, I need to point something out. Nobody could become an owner of the Sacramento Kings unless Vivek Ranadive wants to sell. All right. So he's the managing general partner. He has a pretty much a carte blanche contract 
with the league. And unless he wants out, then it doesn't matter whether the Jacobs or the Pathals or any of the right. other minority owners stepped up with, you know, Fort Knox type money. If Vivek does not want to relinquish his ownership, he doesn't have to. Okay. All right. Thank you, Grant. My pleasure. Thank you very much. All right. Hey, if you want to get on like Preston, uh, just hit your hand icon and uh, I would love uh, to talk to you. This is not a good period of time for this franchise. I think we can all agree on that. Jerry, go right ahead. You're on with Grant Napier on Listen App. Hey, Grant, it just keeps getting more depressing and depressing being a Kings fan. I don't really want 15 more years of crappy basketball, you know. I'm with you. I understand um, completely. Hey, listen, um, I know it's kind of a dumb question, though, but basically there's no way that that can get voted out by uh, NBA owners or anything no. like that. It basically has to be like nope. a, you know, no, Donald that, if, Sterling if, situation. Or, well, no, because Vivek hasn't done anything like Donald Sterling or allegedly Robert Sarver. Um, so, I mean, if, the, if, if, that, if that could happen, James Dolan would have been ousted as the Knicks owner a long time ago, in my opinion. So, no, that, that is not anything that can be done. Uh, that's well, that's a shame. But um, anyway, I kind of want to ask you um, kind of a different question. Um, I, I kind of read reports uh, like by Sam Amick that uh, Matina Kalkintrosis, I think that's her name. Yes. She's kind of a heavy voice uh, for Vivek. Uh, do you have any like information regarding that um, in, in regards to that? Listen, I know everything that's gone on with the team. I know everybody by heart. Uh, but, you know, I'm going to try to say this and say it as well as I can so that what I'm saying is not misconstrued or mixed up. I'm a firm believer that it's wrong to be behind closed doors of a family, an organization, a business, and then no longer work there and just spill all the beans because you were privy to private conversations and everything else. It would take a lot for me to go that route. And I'm not prepared to do that. And I don't think it would be right for me to do that. Um, I think it would be, for lack of a better term, immoral, unethical. And so unless something were to happen where it left me no choice, then I, I'm never going to do that. I, I'll just say this. And I'm, I'm not saying this to brag. I'm not saying this. I'm saying this because it's true. Okay. I have been privy to numerous, 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 numerous conversations, uh, experiences. I have been in on phone calls. I have looked at text messages. And if I wrote a book on all of the bad things that I've seen as it relates to this franchise, you probably wouldn't believe it. You would think it would be a work of fiction. Okay. And I'm just going to leave it at that. Now, there's also been a lot of great things that I've witnessed and a lot of great uh, things that I've seen done by people in the organization. And I have a lot of respect for a lot of people within the organization, but I'm not going to start talking about things that I was privy to when I was with an organization and now I'm not. And so I can just go out and speak about it. I, 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 I wouldn't be able to sleep at night if I did that. I hope that answers right. your question. Yeah, no, I, I respect your honesty. I really uh, respect the answer as well. Um, but, I mean, basically all we can do as fans is just kind of strike against the team and the franchise and just not go to games, I guess. It's just, I mean, I well, feel I think, like that's I think that really I think do. that's already happening. Yep. 
You know, and I would say this, you know, read Marcus Breton's story in the Sacramento Bee uh, that he put online yesterday. And there's nothing in that article by Marcos that I disagree with. Everything he wrote is the truth. Everything that he said, I agree with. And I think he's absolutely 100 percent spot on with his analysis. Yeah, I'll definitely take a look at that. But I mean, yep. I mean, all we can do is just really like not go to the there's nothing else the fans can do. I feel like it's. You know, no one. The, all we have the power to do is just not go to games. Right. And I figure that's well, that would be that. Uh, that would be the biggest statement that any fan base could make. Now, I am not going to go on Listen App or any other network and say don't go to the games. That's your choice as a fan. Just like I'm not telling you what restaurant to go eat at or what shoes to buy or whether you should be vaccinated or not. That's your choice. Okay. But I mean, if you're talking about making a statement. That could not be ignored. There could be no bigger statement than what you just described. Well, I hope fans, uh, you know, obviously don't opt in for season tickets next year. Continue to take a stand, not go to games. That's all we can really do. But I uh, really appreciate your time for uh, letting me on, Grant. Really appreciate it. Bit, my pleasure, Jerry. Thank you very much. Good stuff right there. That was a great call. Really a great call. All right. If you want to come on, I want to hear from you today. Uh, just raise your hand. I will put you on stage, and you can join me, all right? We got a lot of great things to talk about in addition to just this. But today, I understand this is uh, topic number one. I get it. It is topic number one. And again, all you got to do is raise your hand. And when you raise your hand, hit that green microphone button uh, at the bottom of your device, and I will put you on stage with me. It is that simple. I know Kyle's trying to get on. Kyle, you got to hit your mic, buddy. And once you hit your mic, uh, then I will get you on. Matter of fact, right now, I'm going to put you back in the audience. Uh, and then you can try it again. Raise your hand and uh, we'll try it. One, there you are. We'll try it one more time and we'll try Kyle again. There awesome. we are, Kyle. Go ahead. Hey, buddy. Run with hey, how good. Are you? How are you? Good. Um, so how about we blame some of the Kings management for uh, for all this uh, you know, drama that we get with the Kings? You know, I've well, you know, I, I've go ahead. No, you go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, so what I was going to say is, you know, the Kings could have had Luka Doncic. I mean, you, you ran about Marvin Bagley and how bad he is and how much of a head case he is for the organization. I mean, they had the number two pick. They could have had Luka. I mean, you wouldn't, I don't think you'd have that problem if you had Luka Doncic. Yeah, listen, I, I, I was a huge proponent of Marvin. I have no problem admitting that. I was wrong. I thought Marvin was going to be a great player in the NBA, and I was wrong. You know, the Phoenix Suns wish they could have the draft all over again, too, even though DeAndre Ayton's a good player. You know, they right. bypassed on Luka. The uh, Atlanta Hawks have Trey Young, who's a good player, but he's not Luka Doncic. I mean, they could have had Luka. So, yeah, listen, you know, I mean, uh, Michael Jordan didn't go number one in the draft, okay? The teams, teams make mistakes, and... Yeah. You, you know, you could sit here and go, well, the Kings should have drafted this guy. They shouldn't have drafted Jimmer Fredette. They shouldn't have drafted Thomas Robinson. I mean, I can go on and on. There's been a lot of mistakes made. You're right. But but, but what, what's that going to accomplish? Like, what are we? what is it that we're going to accomplish by saying, well, they should have drafted that guy? We know that. But that doesn't help you in 2021. That doesn't make True. your team any better. True. And they also need to, you know... They need to, um, you know, spend more money. They need to invest in, you know, their players. Um, but the problem is, is if I'm a player, like, for example, I'm going to use LeBron James. If I'm LeBron, why would I want to come to Sacramento? There's nobody no, good. There, no, no, no top tier free agents are going to come to Sacramento. In no. all fairness, the Kings have spent money on players. So that's yeah. not fair. They have. But the, the, the reality is you're never going to get, I shouldn't say never, 
under this present circumstance, every see the league is small and right. everyone talks on the league and the players, as we know, talk because they all have super teams now. And, and everyone knows that Sacramento is a bad place to be right now because right. of ownership. I know that. The, I, I mean, it's all over the league. It's not just like, well, we think, no, it's all over the league. You, you right. don't want players don't want to be here right now. You have to change everything with the culture. And it starts at the top. It starts at the top. Right. Mm -hmm. Thanks, buddy. You have a good yep. one. You Appreciate too. it. All right. Uh, again, if you want to come on, all you got to do is uh, raise your hand and we'll put you on stage right here uh, on Listen App. Zach, you're on with Grant on Listen App. Go ahead. Hey, Grant. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Um, I was just trying to see what, what, so what do you think the Kings need to do? I mean, there's, there's just so many problems around the whole team organization, everything. I mean, first we start with leadership. There's, there's no one leader on this team. Darren is acting pretty immature this year. Um, he's been playing very bad and he doesn't really speak up. You know, a lot of our players don't really speak up. Tyrese isn't that guy. Davion's not that guy. Holmes, not that guy. Harrison's a, a good role model, but he's not really like a leader leader. Uh, that's a problem, um, uh, and and then the coaching is another problem. I don't know what's going to happen with the coaching if we're going to get someone like a Kenny Atkinson, a, a Becky Hammond, a Terry Stotts. It won't matter if, if you don't get better. It won't matter if you don't get better players. The Kings don't have an All Star. You can't make the playoffs without an All Star. It's very very difficult. Shouldn't say you can't, but it's very difficult. So you know it, you can you can bring in Greg Popovich if you want. You can go hire Mike Shashevsky if you want. You can go out and hire whoever you want. If you have the same players, it's really not going to yeah, matter. But, and and as far but, as the Aaron Fox, you're exactly yeah. right. I mean the Kings. If the Kings really want to get better, the Aaron Fox has to play the way he's capable of. And right now, he's been one of the biggest disappointments in the NBA. I will say this, though, uh, to counter what you, you just said. Uh, you know, Dave Yeager had pretty much the same team and probably a worse team. And he got 40, uh, almost 40 wins. Uh, 39 wins, yeah. yeah. And so um, I think it's possible if we have a good system. Uh, yeah, well, just, so you know, 30, just so you know, 39 wins isn't good. 39 wins sucks. That's less than half your games. That means you, that means you lost, Zach. 42 if you win 39 that's not a reason to get excited but i mean it's way better than getting 33 and uh not 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 were... really it's really not it, it, you're actually if you're not going to win at least half your games it's actually better to win 20 games so you have a chance to get a legitimate star in the draft i mean the reality is i understand what you're saying you know because you're things have been so bad zach you're like okay i'll take a half a chocolate bar than a quarter of a chocolate bar. I'll take a half of a ice cream cone than, you know, just a little bite. I get that, but it still sucks. You know what I mean? So you, 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 you can't settle for mediocrity. It's, I guess, the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm just saying, like, with the team that we had with, with Fox, Buddy, uh, it was Willie Cauley-Stein at center. Holmes is way better than Willie Cauley-Stein. So we should, you know, we were on track to win more than 39 at that time. But then, of course, you know, the Kings came in and had to fire the guy that was getting us at least in the right direction. Um, I, I still don't understand uh, why that happened. I don't know if you I know, you know, there, it, uh, it doesn't really matter why it happened. It doesn't really matter because it doesn't it, it doesn't matter why it happened. All that matters is it happened. Like you could go back, Zach, based on that, you could say to yourself, wait a minute. They hired a They hired a good coach. You know, that's the first, maybe the only good hire that Vivek Ranadive has made. And if you want to really look at it, was hiring Michael Malone. But, of course, he hired the, the, the coach 
before he hired the general manager, and then it became a, a, a travesty. So if you're going to talk about Dave Yeager, then why stop there? Why don't you go back and ask, well, gee, why the hell did they fire Michael Malone? I've said this, and I've been on record. They fired the wrong guy, okay, and they, 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 they traded the wrong guy. I've been saying that. I've said that from day one. They should have traded DeMarcus, and they should have kept Michael Malone, but they didn't. And what good does it do, Zach, to go back and, like, try to analyze that all over again? The reality is Michael Malone coaches the Denver Nuggets. And it's, that's all that matters. And Luka Doncic plays in Dallas, and that's all that matters. That's all. It, nothing else really matters. It doesn't really do any good to rehash everything. Yeah, um, I was just going to also say one thing. Uh, I was hearing a report today that um, James Hamm was saying that, you know, they threw Doug Christie in the possible head coach interim just because uh, he, he might be heavily considered for head coaching uh, after this season. Uh, what, Wait, what, who, who the hell is going to hire Doug Christie as a head coach? I mean, this is the Sacramento Kings. Anything's possible. I understand. Doug's not ready to be a head coach yet. I mean, and Doug, I think Doug's basketball knowledge is very good, and I'm, I know Doug very well, and I'm very uh, impressed with his basketball acumen, but he's not ready to be a head coach. Had Doug Christie been put as head coach of the team right now, it would have been a freaking disaster with a capital D. He's not ready for that yet. He needs to have more time on the bench. He needs to learn more as an assistant and work his way up. He's not ready to be a head coach yet. And I'm telling you, had that happened, it would have been a freaking disaster, an absolute disaster. Yeah, I, I agree. So, I mean, so what, what do you think the first thing to, uh, like, what, what are the steps to try to get back on track in the next year or two? Well, it, it, that you need to try to get back on track tonight. That's that's how it starts. And then you try to get back on track Wednesday against Portland. Then you try to get back on track when you hit the road against L.A. and Memphis. And you take it right now one game at a time to try to gain some respectability, get a little momentum, and see if you can get back into the thick of things. I mean, yeah, there are five games under 500, but it's still November. There's a lot of basketball left. Personally, I think the Kings will be better in the short term here. I think they will come out with some oomph. I think they'll look like a better team. But my experience, and I've gone through many, many, many firings of coaches, trust me. Uh, my experience is it's good in the short term, and then it's right back to where you were because you have the same players. Right. Hey, Zach, I'm going to take some other calls. I really appreciate you. Uh, Thanks, Greg. Thank you, buddy. All right. Again, if you want to come on, all you got to do is raise your hand, hit that hand icon, and we'll put you on stage, uh, and we will do it right here on Listen App. Brian, how are you today? I'm good, Grant. Nice talking to you again. Likewise. Yeah, what matters is what you just said. Uh, we, we can't rehash the past each incident, but what, what, what does matter is the pattern. And we have a good sample size of what has happened under Vivek's uh, leadership as owner. And the bottom line is I'm, I'm really happy to hear that's, that, you know, he was called out on that article. You know, it's coming out that it's more than just a revolving coach situation. There's got to be change starting at the very top. And frankly, he needs to come out with a statement. He needs to get out in front of this and he needs to apologize to the fans. It's, it's awful. And, and the last few years has just gotten ex exponentially worse. And, and frankly, I don't care who they hire until we know what's going on. And there's maybe some change at the top and how they uh, run things, what have you. It's just going to be the same pattern. You know, uh, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over expecting a different result and it's not going to change no it's not you're 100 percent correct if you continue to do the same things over and over again you're right it's not going to change and that's unfortunately what we are seeing uh with the sacramento kings you are absolutely correct yeah no that's i just want to chime in and yep. echo because 
you know, I have tuned out since what happened to you, as I've told you. Uh -huh. And I was actually looking to maybe get more uh, into the games again this year. And I'm not spending my time or energy with this, you know, and it's just, I, I care about the Kings because prior to everything, they've been my number one uh, sport team over the Giants and the 49ers, just because we've been through a lot, you know, back to the glory days. And as a fan, when you go through that, you know, it, you, you, you have more passion about it and you're hoping it's going to turn. But at some point, you know, you just got to move on. And I have one foot in just because I, because of the deep roots, but until something's changed, like I'm not going in at all. I really appreciate the phone call, Brian. Thanks for chiming in. Happy Thanksgiving. All right. Uh, if you want to get on the show today, all you got to do is hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and I will put you uh, right on. A couple of programming notes, and uh, I'm traveling tomorrow, Thanksgiving Thursday, so this is going to be the only show this week. I hope you understand, but I'm uh, I'm not going to be able to uh, do the show with Thanksgiving coming up uh, Monday. We'll get right back on our schedule. Uh, I really appreciate how many people are uh, listening to me on a daily basis. Uh, if you're new, uh, spread the word. Uh, my goal is to do this show uh, eventually for two hours every day and just make it a regular sports show. But I need you to pass the word along. Uh, if you are new to my work, you can follow all of my rants. Today was a dandy. If you want to check it out, just go to YouTube. My channel is If You Don't Like That with Grant Napier. I also have my podcast. Friday's podcast, I had Olden Polonese on. Uh, tomorrow's podcast has a message from Sean Salisbury that I think over this holiday season, we all need to listen to, think about, and see if we can help out one person, even one person this holiday season, whomever that person may be. Reach out and make somebody's life better this holiday season. Great message from Sean Salisbury tomorrow uh, on my podcast. If you want to get in on the show today, again, hit that hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will do it, all right? But I want to just say thank you very much, and please pass the word that I'm doing this every day at 3 o'clock here on Listen App. Uh, I put the link out on my social media account uh, at Grant Napier Show, so you can check me out that and uh, everything else, all right? I really, really appreciate that. I also want to just say, I really hope that you all have a great Thanksgiving. I hope that you are on your way uh, to having a great, great, great Thanksgiving with loved ones, with friends, with families. And uh, again, I really, really want you to have a fabulous Thanksgiving. We'll take just a few more calls here on this Monday edition with Ken. Ken, how are you today? Good, Napes. How you doing? Ken, I'm doing well, buddy. What's going on? What can I do for you? Nothing much. I haven't been on in, a, I don't know, a couple of weeks. I've been uh, putting in this OT in the sheet metal shop. So uh, that's done. So I'm back. And uh, congratulations. you got like 62 people listening to you. This thing is popping in here today. Yeah, you know what? I've got a great audience today. But you know what, Ken? I want to get over like, you know, 6,000. All right? And that's yeah, what I want to yeah. do. And, 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 <laughs> and listen, no, but you know what, Ken? People like you and everyone else that's listening, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this show where I'm doing it for, you know, two hours a day and I'm going to, I'm going to, sorry, I've just got to get a seatbelt on here. I'm going to definitely 
have it where it was just like the good old days, Ken, in Sacramento, where I have a multiple hour show. I'm going to have guests on. I'm going to have feedbacks. But when I get a day like this with so many people listening and then I post it on my podcast platforms and, you know, I sometimes get over a thousand more people listening. I want to try to get as many people listening live, get phone calls like you and all the others today that have chimed in. And once I do that, Ken, then I'm going to start doing this for a couple of hours every day. Hey, you're on your way. Uh, it's a gradual uh, process. Yep. Uh, yesterday, I, I was going to go look at a fishing boat and I had some time. So I stopped into uh old sack bar Funigans or Funigans or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It was, it was cool. Cause there wasn't a lot of people in there, but instantly, man, it was, it was, uh, the night before the, uh, Toronto game and, uh, just all the, the, co- the conversations about the Kings and how passionate just random people don't even know each other. And, uh, you, you came up and everybody kind of st- thought your situation was, was bullshit of what happened. Thank you. And, uh, that, they had no idea you were back. So, I mean, I chimed in, said you're on the listen app. And Thank you. Like, oh, no shit, he's, he's still around. So, I, I think uh, like I, I think I said before, like, i seen that billboard on 65. Yep. Uh, if you, like, I think that's a good idea. Just keep your hey, presence. Ken, Ken you, faded, you faded out on me, so I had to let you go. But I want to just say thank you for your support and thank you for spreading the word around. It means the world to me. And, you know, it's people like you and so many others that is the reason why I'm on listen app. This is why I'm doing this because of people like you and your support. And I'll tell you this, no matter what happens to me, I don't care whether I work even for the Lakers someday. The, the, the Kings fans will always have a special place in my heart. That bond that we developed over the decades and decades of me being in Sacramento, that's never going to change. Like that's never, ever going to change. No matter what happens in my life, that will, that bond with the fans like those that are listening right now and those that follow me. And even when we, you know, go back and forth and you get on my case and I get on your case and we yell at each other, you know, at the end of the day, we all want the same thing, right? We want a basketball team that doesn't suck and that's not embarrassing. And so I respect the hell out of the Sacramento fan base. And I will always, always, always do what's right when it comes to the Sacramento Kings fans. And if it means that I got to hurt someone's feelings, then I'm going to hurt someone's feelings because the Sacramento fans deserve better than what they've been getting. This is an outrage. It's a disgrace. And I'm looking at an empty golden one center for games. That's not acceptable. That is not acceptable. It's not acceptable. But yet, if I was a paying customer, I would be staying away, too. So I get it. But when I say it's not acceptable, I don't mean I'm getting on you as a fan for not going to the games. What I'm saying is it shouldn't be like that. You should want to go to the games. You should not, you should be super excited to go to the games. And you turn on the games and you look at an empty arena and you're like, what the hell is going on? That's just wrong. It's Sacramento for crying out loud. It's Sacramento. It's not Charlotte. All right. It's not Atlanta. It's Sacramento, but you turn on the TV now, it looks like Atlanta. It looks like Charlotte. I never thought in a million years I would ever see Sacramento at a Kings game look like Atlanta or Charlotte or New Orleans. Think about that for a minute. Think about that. So, again, as I wrap up today's show, I want to say thank you so much for your amazing support, all the people listening today. And I'll be back with you a week from today as uh, I really do wish all of you uh, the very best. Have a very, very safe Thanksgiving. Be good, and thank you for your support. It means the world to me. Thanks so much.
Grant Napier saying so long. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 